You are listening to the Healing Migraines Naturally podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Leslie Caesar, and I'm helping women rediscover a migraine-free life naturally. And today I'm talking to Mary, who runs our awesome Facebook community, about whether or not there's a cure for migraines. Welcome, Mary. Hey, how's everybody doing? Good. How are you today, Mary? Good. I'm having a fantastic day. Good. Yeah, it's actually snowing a little bit here. Oh, that's exciting, I guess. I'm looking at tons of sunshine, (laughs) so sorry. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, good. Well, today we're going to talk about a very common question in the Healing Migraines Naturally Facebook group, free Facebook group. Is there a cure for migraines? So a lot of people post I would say probably the tone of this type of question or this type of post is usually more of a desperation type post. Mm -hmm. Why isn't there a cure for migraines? When will they come up with a cure for migraines? How long are we going to have to suffer until there's a cure? Usually this topic, there's some desperation, a feeling of desperation around this question or this topic. Yeah. When you said, is there a cure for migraines? I'm thinking, well, that's a loaded question, (laughs) you know, because like, yeah, what exactly is a cure? Like, you know, we think of cure for cancer. That's a pretty massive, I mean, wide variety of cures, but also like, that's a lot of treatment. That's a lot of money. Like, that's a lot. So what does a cure Mm. actually mean? Yeah, so I think this is a really interesting question, and I think gets to the heart of it. Mm -hmm. What does cure mean, Mm -hmm. right? So for me, I have a different conception around what a cure means compared to what a medical doctor would think about that question. So in conventional medicine, migraines are cured if a medication makes the migraines go away and not come back, and that medication always works. So, you know, if you take an Imitrex and the migraine goes away in a half hour, and every time you take an Imitrex, the migraine goes away within a half hour, that would be considered a cure. The Imitrex has cured your migraines. But at the same time, wouldn't a quote-unquote cure for migraines need to work for every person? Mm -hmm. Yep, this is a very good point too, right? So the sort of, for every condition, conventional medicine is sort of looking for that universal cure, right? The thing that will help everybody. Another definition of cure would be, say, that you have a procedure done, maybe a nerve block done. And that works, Mm -hmm. right? It takes the pain away and the pain never comes back or doesn't come back for a long period of time. Say, you know, this works for three years, right? Before it has to be redone. And again, like to your point that it works, that nerve block procedure or another procedure is going to work for everybody or nearly everybody. So like in reality, in traditional medicine, is there a cure for anything? Because I've never heard of anything that worked for every single person every single time and takes it away forever. Like that does not sound like a real thing in traditional medicine. Well, this is why we are continuously wearing all these colored ribbons (laughs) and raising all of this money. True, true, true. Yes. And spending, right? Our healthcare system in the United States is 19% of the economy. Wow. So yeah. The cure in conventional medicine is held up as the ideal, but it's never met. Yeah. 
I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Like, is there something out there that is actually a cure that for any disease that you know of? No. I just personally don't know of a single situation where that's actually a thing. So, so this again, I can say that definitively no, because in conventional medicine, what happens is what they don't really admit, but what happens inevitably is that the drugs or the procedures, the body overcomes the drugs or the procedures, right? The nerve grows back. The body fights the imitrex. And so I have a free training called Why Drugs and Supplements Stop Working. So we'll link to that in the show notes. But when we try to alter what the body is doing, when we try to alter the symptoms that the body is generating, when we try to suppress the symptoms that the body is generating, the body will always fight that because the body is generating the symptoms for a reason. And so if we go in and try to shut the body down, the body says, well, wait a minute here. I'm doing this for a reason. Now I'm going to try to figure out how to generate a migraine with Imitrex on board, right? So this is what people experience over and over again, right? Every 20 years, there's a new miracle drug that gives a hope of a cure, right? All the news uh, releases, the press releases, the interviews with the famous migraine doctors, you know, when the CGRP antagonists came out in June 2018, the Emgality, the Amavig, the Ajovi, I mean, the hullabaloo that this was the new cure for migraines. So it gives hope to millions of migraine sufferers that this will be the cure, right? Well, Three years later, people started on Mgality and they felt better for six months and then it stopped working. And then they went over to Amavig and then they that stopped working and then they did a Jovi and then that stopped working, right? So three years later, it's the same old pattern. Right. Just to add one more thing, like when I think of cure, I also think of eventually you can stop taking the medication or the procedure and it will stay okay. Like you'll stay cured. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe that's way too much of an expectation probably. <laughs> no, right. This is what we want, right? This is what our intuition is telling us. And this is where you're getting now into my territory, right? Right, Because our, we know when we take, when we have the procedure, when we strap the cephaly device on the forehead, when we take the Imitrex, we know that it's not actually a cure. We know that it's a Band-Aid, mm-hmm. right? And what we want is the quote unquote cure. We just want to feel good without having to inject ourselves or strap something on our forehead or take a pill. Right. So what the answer to that is, is to restore our health, mm-hmm. right? When we are in a state of health, the body doesn't generate migraines, mm-hmm. right? That's the definition of health. We feel well. When we're in a state of health, we feel good, right. right? The body is not generating things like migraines. So then we have to ask the question, is there something that I can do where I will be permanently in a state of health, mm-hmm. right? Then this is a little bit different conception of cure, right? Because if I were in a permanent and unending state of health, right, then my migraines would be quote unquote cured, right? Because my body would not be generating the migraines and I wouldn't have to take pills or injections or strap things onto my forehead. Right. And it, to me, like that just sounds like such a pie in the sky dream. No, I mean, what we know about these poor people in our groups and stuff like that feels out of reach. Just not saying it is, but it feels that way. <laughs> 
Yeah, it feels daunting. Yeah. Exactly. But this is the sort of the reality of life. Mm -hmm. We have to maintain our health. True. Right. And so just to give you an example, something right, because I'll be honest with you, there are a lot of people that are listening to this podcast right now that do not believe that they can restore their health Mm -hmm. because they've never been told that they can. And in fact, they've been told the opposite, Mm -hmm. that once they have a chronic condition like chronic migraines, they're stuck with it. Mm -hmm. They're stuck with, quote unquote, managing the symptoms. Mm -hmm. Right. So We have some other podcasts talking about what does it take to restore your health and what does health mean. Mm -hmm. But, and so I would recommend we can link to some of those in the show notes and I recommend that people check those out. But for today's podcast, I'm just flat out stating when we return to health or when we restore our health, the body, our body stops generating migraines. I know this through my own personal experience and through my work with my patients and clients. But then once we restore our health, we have to maintain our health. Right. And I will tell you over the years of my healing journey, there have been periods of time where I have not maintained my health due to my own choices, Mm -hmm. due to either things that I was doing where eh, I knew I probably shouldn't do this for too long, but I did. And I fell out of a state of health. And then I've had periods in my life where there were things going on in my personal life, sort of on the mental and emotional side, even on the spiritual side of my life that were so daunting and so overwhelming that I couldn't do the things that I knew that I needed to do to maintain my health. Right. So it's more likely that as humans being, you know, imperfect people that we are, that you're always 100% of the time going to be in perfect health. Is that fair to say? Like, I think of the person who's in like a perfect state of health, perfect health, you know, these are sort of the, the legendary people throughout time. Jesus Christ, the Buddha, these types of just really extraordinary, extraordinary human beings that walked among us for a short period of time. I don't know about you, Mary, but I'm not anywhere near that. <laughs> no, I've got a few more things. Just a couple of things. <laughs> so close. <laughs> but I mean, that just kind of goes to our, we were just talking about perfectionism and it kind of goes to our perfectionist that please don't beat yourself up if you haven't reached this point of perfect health yet. Well, I will tell you though, too, with my own personal experience and the experience of my clients, we can feel pretty darn good without being the Buddha. Without being perfect. Exactly. (laughs) I I guess that all goes to like, when you say cure, I mean, yes, you can get into a state of health where you are feeling really good most of the time. Right. But whether or not that's a perfection thing, we'll talk about it. Yeah. I'm never going to hit perfection, but... I tell you what, I'm feeling pretty good today. I don't have any fear that I'm going to have a migraine today. It's not even entering my mind. Awesome. <laughs> right? So, and there was a time like it's 2.30 in the afternoon as we're recording this. You know, there was a time in my life when I was getting migraines and 2.30 in the afternoon, I would literally fall asleep in the cubicle at work. I was so fatigued and tired. And now it's 2.30 and I'm talking to you and I'm, I could go for hours. <laughs> And I guess the flip side of that is 
in a way, you've talked about migraines being a blessing because they've signaled you that something is wrong with your body. So as much as we want to completely avoid them, they all are also serving you in a way. They are because, I mean, I can really, really vividly remember the place that I was working at the time that I got help for my migraines, actual healing help for my migraines. And I was working in a corporate environment, in a cubicle environment, and every day at two o'clock, I was like, oh, where's the Coca-Cola machine? I'm going to die here. I'm falling asleep. And I would literally, and I was like, gosh, how old was I? 25? I mean, it's, you know. I'm laughing because I'm I'm so attacked right now, Leslie. (laughs) (laughs) You're mocking me. (laughs) Right? I mean, you got a 25-year-old young woman in the prime of her life. I can remember sitting in that cubicle, like, holding my fingers over the keyboard, you know, with like my eyes closing, thinking, is anybody going to notice? That's how fatigued I would get every afternoon. But if I wasn't getting migraines too, I wouldn't have thought that much about it. I would have just thought, oh, well, you know, I need a Coke. I'll go get some caffeine, right? But because I was having these excruciating migraines every other day, it motivated me to do something about it, right? Because those two symptoms were connected right? So anyway, we can feel real good without, like I say, being, you know, in perfect, quote unquote, perfect health, we can feel real good. So we can restore our health. And again, if this is news to people, please, you know, subscribe to this podcast, because we go deep into this. But we can restore our health. And when we are in a state of health, we feel good. And then we have to maintain our health, right? And Like I say, there are things that we do. So like, for example, my daughter, we're recording this a couple weeks after Halloween. And so my daughter went trick-or-treating and she got a bunch of Oreos for her Halloween candy, like those little six-pack Oreos. Mm -hmm. I love Oreos. I was like, Leslie, do not do this to me with the Oreos. (laughs) (laughs) Leave the Oreos. I was literally like raised on Oreos. So just so you're warned, continue. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Don't go there with the Oreos, right? Yeah. I mean, I love Oreos. You dip them in milk. I mean, I could eat a whole tray. Easy, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, there was a time in my life where I would not touch those Oreos because I could tell, you know what, I'm not I'm a little bit on the line here. Mm -hmm. And to take good care of myself right now, it would be better for me if I don't have those Oreos. Mm -hmm. Right now, I can have a few Oreos. Now, if I go out and eat Oreos every day, eventually, I am going to fall so far out of health that I'll start getting migraines again. And we all know that Oreos are not a health food. <laughs> Some of us are in denial. No, just kidding. Right. Earth-shattering news here, right? But maintaining our health, yes. right? When we are restoring our health, it would probably be in our best interest to avoid things that are really not health-supporting, mm-hmm. right? And then to maintain our health, this is sort of the little bit of little bit of dance that we do with ourselves, right? Because A life without Oreos dipped in milk is not worth living. Mm, I agree. (laughs) 
right? Yeah. (laughs) So maintaining our health means checking in and caring enough about ourselves to say yes to Oreos when we can and say no to Oreos when it would be better for us not to. And I love the way you worded that because, I mean, I come from a lot of diet history and we have so many negative ways that we talk to ourselves about that. I can't have that. And it's so punishing and it's so demoralizing. But the way you worded it, like this would be better in order to take good care of myself. It would be better not to today. And I just love that. Mm -hmm. So to give an example of my recent life experience, again, we're recording this in November of 2021. And so November of 2020, by the time November 2020 came around, I mean, it was a stressful year, (laughs) to say the least, right? A little bit. (laughs) Just a touch, right? And so Thanksgiving, you know, we had Thanksgiving, and my mom is an excellent baker. And who doesn't, I mean, I love pumpkin pie. That's like one of my favorite pies. And so we went into Thanksgiving, and I had all of the Thanksgiving you know, all of the stuff, right? And then as we got into December 2020, I started to feel, because again, I'm tuned in to where my state of health is. And when I work with my clients, I help them cultivate this too, right? Because if we can tune in to where we are, it's easier for us to take care of ourselves. And so then as we got into December 2020, you know what, I really started feeling the toll of the year. And I was able to care for myself in December. And I really did not have a lot of the Christmas cookies and things like that. Because again, a tradition that we have is that my daughter and I go over to my mom's house and we do some cookie baking with her, etc. She's, you know, such a good baker. It's a special time. My daughter getting that experience and love from her grandmother. But, you know, I didn't really, I maybe had just a couple cookies the whole month. I got a little bit tighter with my diet because I said, yeah, you know what? I'm starting to feel my own resiliency and vitality is starting to, you know, after the year we've had, it's I'm feeling a little drained. And so I, in December, I was able to eliminate those things without the, oh, I can't believe I can't have a cookie, right? It was a spirit of self-love and self-care and self-compassion, right? And my body responded, right? Because again, we all know that eating, you know, overeating a bunch of Christmas cookies is not health supporting. This is not earth-shattering news. Everybody knows that, right? But like I said before, there have been other times in my life where I was very overwhelmed mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and I could feel that resiliency and vitality start to fail. But I was so overwhelmed that I couldn't take care of myself in that way. I wasn't able to. And that's okay too. Right. I think it's really cool though that you do have that like conversation with yourself about where are we at? How am I feeling? What do I need to do to support myself? And what can I do to avoid things that are not good for me? I I think that's just a really cool conversation to be having. And difference is the spirit in which we're doing it too, right? That negative, oh, I can't believe I can't have a cookie Mm -hmm. versus no thanks. You know, I'm full. And 
you know, these other times in my life, because I've been on my migraine healing journey for like almost 25 years now, right? And so it hasn't been 25 years straight of never having another migraine. I've had a few times over these 25 years where I wasn't able, I I had restored my health and I had learned what I needed to do to maintain my health. But there were certain, you know, crises where I just couldn't take care of myself as well as I needed to. And then I didn't feel well. And if I don't feel well, I'm going to get migraines. Oh, sorry. I was just going to circle back to the cure thing. Like, this might be a silly question, but like, what is the big difference between cure and healing in your mind? Ah, yeah. Geez, there's a good question. (laughs) When we talk about cure in conventional medicine, the cure is external. The cure is in the pill. The cure is in the procedure. The cure is on in the thing that you strap on your forehead. It's external to us. We are dependent on something external to us for the quote-unquote cure. If the pharmacy can't fill it for us, we're in bad shape. If our insurance coverage changes, oh yeah, what do we do? We had a question in ask the doctors in in the group. And the poor lady said, what did she say? $8,000 for, no, eight pills, like eight pills. I don't know how many people in this world have, I mean, other than Bill Gates and Elon Musk and (laughs) Jeff Bezos, who has, okay, it says, why are good migraine meds so expensive that you would go into debt? It doesn't seem fair to charge $2,000 for eight lousy pills. Is that right? Yeah, I don't know many people that can do that. Yeah. I mean, it's outrageous. But we have this conception that we have to have something external to us. Mm -hmm. And if the price is too high, if it's right, it's like we don't have any control. If the quote-unquote cure is external to us, then we have no control over that cure. We are dependent on the scientists. We are dependent on the doctor to prescribe it. We're dependent on the insurance company to pay for it. We're dependent on the pharmacist to fill it. In my world, restoring and maintaining our health, that comes from within me. My health is generated by my own body. There's nothing external to me that generates my health. Mm, Not even supplements. No. Not even magnesium, not even water. Correct. (laughs) It literally is just within you. Exactly. So fundamentally, the care, the self-care, the self-love and the self-compassion, that is what drives my state of health. And I can cultivate that. No one else can give that to me. No one else can give me self-compassion. No one else can give me self-love, self-care. That comes from within me. It only exists within me. It can only be cultivated and nurtured and grown by me. Right. And we do live in a society that even aside from medication, we are conditioned to look for outside validation and love and compassion. Yeah. Even the relationship that people have with their quote-unquote natural supplements, right? It's the external magnesium. It's the external CoQ10. It's the external B2. So it's not about 
figuring out what the cure is. It's not about more research and funding needed to find the cure. It's not about the next miracle drug or miracle supplement. It's about learning what we need to do to restore our health and maintain our health. And frankly, this is a process that I'm still on. This is a path that I'm still walking down. Every day is, frankly, part of my healing journey. That makes sense. It's definitely a journey, not a destination. Mm -hmm. And what is the most important journey that we can take? I would say that. Yeah, the one with yourself, really. It's this one. The one with yourself. Thank you for bringing up the question. I'm just sitting over here in like complete awe of these thoughts that I'm having. So sorry. I'm like, hmm. It's interesting to me how much the parallel is between what's physically happening and what's emotionally happening. Because I think in our culture, we're also conditioned to think of body and mind and spirit as separate entities that don't affect each other. Correct. That's another podcast topic. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Every time we get into this, we just keep on covering more and more topics. Yes. And you know where my heart lies is within the, you know, the mind and the spirit kind of stuff. So it's really cool for me. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll leave you with that one, Mary. Great to talk to you again today. You too. Thank you. And thank you for listening. And before you go, be sure to like this episode and subscribe to this podcast. And let me ask you, do you have somebody in your life who would benefit from what we talked about today? Please share it with them. Share on your social media. Share within other migraine groups that you are in. We really want to get the word out to women with chronic migraines that there is hope and there is healing possible. And if you want to stay connected with us, join my free Facebook group with over 10,000 women who are rediscovering a migraine-free life naturally. Go to Healing Migraines Naturally with Leslie Caesar ND on Facebook or HealingMigrainesNaturally.com and we'll redirect you to the Facebook group. Well, wonderful, Mary. Always a pleasure to talk with you. Talk to you soon. We'll see you guys next time.